Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sports of Legend. Along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew, I'm of course William Mamo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, man. How's it going? I'm doing okay, man. Good to have you on the show as always. Hey, good to be on as usual. All right, man. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, um, for um, tuning in and checking out this latest episode of, of course, Sports of Legend. Again, he's Macaulay Matthew, and I am, of course. Your host, William Amo. So on today's show, we'll talk um, about uh, Bobby Lashley's long-awaited WWE victory that happened on Monday night, 16 years in the making. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the NBA, you know, the NBA All-Star Game coming and the the NBA events that's going to go down uh, tomorrow night. Um, We're also going to talk about, you know, the Knicks, uh, being represented, especially um, with, um, you know, um, Julius Randle um, and his um, awesome article he wrote about um, recently. Uh, we'll also talk about the Nets and, uh, you know, spring training, the early stuff going down in spring training. And, um, again, we'll talk, um, you know, WWE with, with Bobby Lashley, you know, what, what's going on in the week of uh, pro wrestling and, and even preview uh, tomorrow's uh, revolution event that's going down. And uh, Big Show, um, you know, hinting that there's going to be a surprise uh, Hall of Fame type wrestler who's going to debut in AEW tomorrow. So we'll, we'll give you our thoughts on who it might be. But most importantly... You guys, you know the deal. Um, feel free to tune in and call. Let your voice be heard. Um, 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So, again, let your voice be heard. We'd love to hear from you. Would you agree or disagree with us? Um, this is the perfect form for you. So, we'd love to hear from you. But um, with that said, let's um, yeah, let's let's uh, tip off with NBA, man. Um, you excited about this? Uh, you know, this upcoming All Star game. Yeah, you know, it's, I think it's gonna be interesting. You know, we have uh, Knicks fans, you know, have a uh, player representing their team. It's been a while, mm-hmm. but I'm uh, yeah, I'm excited to see uh, Julius Randle how he plays in his first All Star game. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. And this is the first time ever they're going to have all the all-star um, act festivities take place on the same day. You have the rookie challenge, the three-point contest, slam dunk, and all-star game all take place tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's going to be a big day for the NBA, um, especially this all-star festivities. Like you say, it's usually the whole weekend from Friday to Sunday. Right now, yeah, we would have been talking about who won the slam dunk contest today, you know. But yeah. 
We'll find out. Oh, yeah, and who knows? It could be our boy will be topping. Yeah, I'm, that's, I'm also looking forward to that as well. And this, mm-hmm. this is going to take place during halftime, I hear, of the All-Star game. <laughs> that's a long halftime. Yeah. I don't know how well, they're going to do that, but we'll see. Well, the the guys will be real wristed. Yeah. Wow. That's going to be interesting. That that is definitely interesting for sure. Man, they go they gonna have the the um the festivities that are normally have a day to themselves yeah. going to be the 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 um halftime event basically. And wow, that's that is that is practically unprecedented, especially yeah. in the modern era for sure. That's gonna be interesting. Wow. So, yeah, that's that's also another thing uh, that, you know, we got to look forward to, to yep. tomorrow. And, um, yeah, the, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, Julius Randle, man, he, yeah, and, and I, I got to credit you, man, uh, Mac, uh, you know, thank you for sharing that article about, um, you know, Julius Randle, um, basically, you know, sharing his thoughts uh, with the uh, the Players Tribune about his uh, his uh, two years with the Knicks, basically how it's all, all night and day. You know how basically, you know, um, he had a horrible year with the Knicks, and um, you know he manned up in the off season. He trained hard. You know he remembered the the, the lessons he learned from Kobe Bryant you know, his first two years in the league. And, uh, well, basically that was uh, Kobe's last two years in the league. And, um, yeah, he basically all the, you know, him, you know, training, you know, on the road, you know, all that, the lessons he learned from the late great Kobe Bryant, you know, it's, you know, it's part of him. And, uh, you know, it's just a touching, uh, you know, message, you know, at the end, like basically, you know, now his team, you know, the Knicks, you know, they're, they're all committed to, um, you know, training and trying to better themselves and, you know, take the Knicks, you know, to the, to the next level, you know, so props to him. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful article, you know, very heartfelt, you know, sharing how he feel, you know, how he felt the pressure he felt, you know, in his rookie year, which, Obviously, it's understandable when you get paid that much money. You know, you you have all that pressure on you to uh, try to be the man. Well, basically, he is the man on the team. You know, ever since last year, you know, all the pressure was on him to be the man, and you know, he didn't have the he didn't have the right system to to unlock his his talent, and you know, it just I guess reinvigorated him. And, and I love the I love the part he mentioned about his kid, like. His kid was, you know, emulating him. You know, like, you know, him arguing with the ref. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's a, it's a whole, it's an awesome. The whole article was awesome, to be honest with you. It was a, it was a very good, um, you know, let you see behind the curtains what was going on. You know, behind the scenes. You know, his, you know, these his first two, his first two years as a Nick, and you know, he hopes to. Um, spend many years with the Knicks. I think uh, next year is his last year of his, his uh, three-year contract. But, you know, hey, he keeps it up. You know, he might be a Nick for life. You know, so 
Yeah, what's your what are your, what are your thoughts on uh, you know the Randall article basically? Yeah, it, it was a nice article. You know, he uh, pretty much you know pretty much indicated that you know last year when he came over here, you know he was expected to be a leader, and you know he uh, felt that he kind of you know disappointed a lot of people, and he's making it up. He's making up for it this year, you know, by by playing, you know, exceptionally well, and you know, making his first All Star appearance. I mean, he's been everything that we've that Nick fans originally wanted. You know, he's playing up to his potential, and you know, without this guy, you know, as I said before, I don't know where we would be without him. You know, he's a, you know, he's he may lead us to the promised land. You know, possibly, you know, this guy could probably bring us a championship in the next few years or sooner, mm-hmm. you know, if we put the right pieces uh, to surround him. But, yeah, I mean, it was a well, well-written well article. It was a good read. You know, um, you know, you could just tell that, you know, he he loves New York. He wants to be a Nick, you know, forever. And, you know, he wants to bring a championship here. You know, that's the kind of, like, player that I want to, you know, to cheer for and to be here for a while, you know, kind of like uh, Amari Stoudemire when he first came here, mm-hmm. you know, he wanted to like, you know, bring New York a ring and have fans cheer for him. You know, he, he embraced New York and mm-hmm. Randall is embracing New York and he just wants New York to stand out and, you know, have that ring finally after so many years. So, but, you know, I, I think it's great, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm rooting for Randall. You know, I've been, I thought since ever since last year that this guy, you know, he could be something special. You know, that's why I didn't want to give up on him. You know, because if you had given up on him, like, who are you going to get back good in return? And then you see him go to another team, and then he ends up winning a ring with the other team. You know, mm-hmm. and then you're left scratching your hand. Okay, why did we do that? Because I've seen the yeah. Knicks do that so many times in the past. So I'm uh, I'm very glad that the Knicks kept this guy and didn't trade him. Yeah, a- absolutely, man. I- I'm with you 100%. You, I mean, you're 100% right. I can even hear in your voice. You-, you got a little tear coming down your eyes, man. Yeah, man. I- I'm crying <laughs> here, man. <laughs> your voice, you- your voice kind of sound like Red Fox a little bit. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you. you- I-, I can hear it in your voice, man. You you're getting emotional, man. I- you know, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, no, you know it's he's uh he's been great, man. He's been great, dude, man. Like, like Nick fans, us Nick fans, we're like really excited. We haven't been this excited, this excited since since the nineties, man. Like when we were little kids. Like you, yeah. like they showed footage of fans after the, one of the games. Like they were skipping, skipping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like after the game, high fiving random people and, and skipping. I've never in yeah, my life. Yeah, of a G. Yeah. In my life, I've been in New York my entire life. I've never seen anybody skip, skip over the age of ten, over the age of ten years old. You know, <laughs> especially after after a game, man. Like, we, I mean, we are like we're we're totally giddy, man. We're we're on, we're on cloud nine right now, and and I mean the bar has been set so low, so low. We're just asking Knicks to play defense, play defense. And be at least five hundred, and and that's it. Just show up and just represent New York. That's that's all we asking for, you know. 
Shoot, I'm about to, I, my, yo, seriously, there's about tears about to come down my eyes, man, right now. <laughs> my eyes are getting a little teary. I don't know if I'm tired or, you know, there's something in my eye or something. But, you know, I, it's great, man, to see the Knicks finally, you know, do their thing. And uh, here's a clip from uh, Randall that he posted uh, apparently uh, tonight. So here, here's here's uh, Julius Randall. Let me know if you if you can hear it well or not. So here here's... Uh, Okay. Julius Sarandle. Uh, we'll be right back. Yeah, you heard that? Uh, a little bit. It's kind of low. I heard a little bit of it. Okay, well, here's what he said. Knicks fans, Knicks nation, I'm here, man. Ready to represent for New York. Ready to represent for this team. Appreciate your support. Very nice. So, Very nice. So, yeah, we man. appreciate Julius, him. Yeah, we appreciate him, man. He, you know, everything's coming together now. You know, he's averaging 23.2 points per game, 11 rebound, 11.1 rebounds per game, and 5.5 assists per game. Uh, you know, during this first half of the the season, so you know he's gonna play for team team Durant, which um, I think is gonna have all three um, all team all three uh, New York um, you know all te- you know all three the three net players. Uh, I don't think Durant is gonna play though, right? So I think he he was um yeah he's in, he's uh, I think he's injured or something. Yeah, with his hamstring, but you know it's a, a big honor. They 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 um. Put him on his, you know what I mean? Like they selected him to be on their team specifically, so yeah. So you know that's a that's a good thing, man. So yeah, here's basically on Team Durant. It's gonna have Kyrie Irving, as we we mentioned, Kyrie Irving, uh, James Harden. It's gonna have Joel Embiid, Bradley Beal, and um, you know Jason Tatum. So um, yeah, man. Well deserved um, for um, you know Julius Randle. He, you know, this is his first All Star game, and hopefully he has a big game. And like you said, hey, maybe who knows? Though in the direction the Knicks are going, I, I mean, it doesn't even sound real. If the Knicks keep doing what they're doing, they're drafting well, they're playing hard, you know, they make smart moves. I'm gonna say something I never even thought I would be. I'd be saying. You know, realistically, if they keep this up, they they could possibly win a championship in ten years, by ten years. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, or sooner. If, yeah, by by what is it? Twenty twenty by twenty thirty one, they might have a championship. But every but they gotta keep they gotta keep moving in the right direction. That means they got they gotta be, they drafting. They have to hit grand slams. They you know what I mean? Like they gotta be perfect in every. Like three pointers, you know, using our basketball analogy, slam dunks, like Obi Toppin. Hopefully tomorrow, you know. Yeah. They have yeah. to be right. They cannot have any bust. They can't. They have to pick. They have to select right. And not, you know, for the first time since Donnie Walsh running the team, you know, and they had Woodson, which he's back on the bench, but as an assistant uh, coach. You know, I have confidence in in the you know in the the Knicks the Knicks organization the Knicks 
front office and the head coach. Yep. You know, they have a legit, a legit NBA coach, you know, who, who won a title as a, you know, assistant coach with the, under Doc Rivers, you know, on the Celtics. And he was, you know, uh, you know, assistant coach on the, the 99 Knicks team, you know, that, you know, shocked the world and became the, what, the first eight seed team to, to make it to the NBA finals. So, I mean, you know, the Knicks, they, 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 they have some, they have something here, you know. So I mean, hey man, go New York, go New York, man. Let, let hopefully uh, Knicks just keep going in the right direction because the like I like I've said many times in, on this show, man. We've been doing this show since 2009. In case this is your any of you, this is your first time checking out this show. Um, but yeah, we've been saying forever that. Knicks is like the only team that unifies the entire city. There are there are diehard Mets fans, there are diehard Yankee fans, there are diehard Jets fans, there are diehard um, Giant fans. There's there's Rangers, uh, Islanders, Devil fans. We're not even we're not even even talking about the the um the Buffalo teams like Sabers and and Bills, but like in New York City, you know what I mean? Like everybody have their own team. But in NBA, yeah. mostly everybody in the city is is Knicks fans. But yes, but you know, so you know the fan, the city is dying to see it. You know what I mean? So we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens. I guess you could kind of say it's like the the Cubs and the the, the White Sox. You know the, the 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 Cubs haven't won in a while, and you know White Sox have won more in recent history. I mean, of of course, of course, prior to the the Cubs winning in in, in twenty sixteen, of course, but um, you know, it, Chicago is a Cubs town, you know what I mean? And it's like that with the Knicks, you know, the Knicks they haven't won in a long time, and the Knicks, you know, that's that's the you know that's the team that unifies all New Yorkers. Yes, you know, the Knicks, you know, they've they've taken a little hit in recent recent years because. The Nets, you know, they they have a system. They're they're going in the right direction. You know, they had a um, a, you know, a, a good team, good young hungry team, and then you know, of course, they made some big moves uh, these past couple of seasons. You know, shifting gears to the to the Nets. You know, the Nets. You know, they've been you know they've been a hungry team. They've been um, uh, you know, hungry playing defense teams, and then they they made that um that blockbuster move signing uh, Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving in the offseason uh, last year. And, you know, that changed the culture. And afterwards, then the the the, um, the Nets, they made a big move and, you know, traded for um, James Harden. And now, you know, now they have the big three in, in Brooklyn. And, um Basically, you know, they start off slow a little bit, but now they're firing on all cylinders, and they recently had an eight-game winning streak. And, of course, they're going to be in the the All-Star game. You know, they're going to be obviously on Team Durant, like I mentioned earlier. So who do you think out of Team Durant is going to be the MVP, most likely from from our New York players? Wow. Um, Probably Harden, I would say. Yeah. You, that's that's exactly what I, I was thinking of myself too, because if Durant isn't playing, Durant would have been my pick. 
you know, even though Durant, you know, he's this is his first year back from the from the injury. But yeah, I think Harden definitely he's he's definitely um, gonna be that that MVP. I think overall, even yeah. not only the best out of the New York or performance out of the any of the New York players, but off, but you know, in I, I think he might win. I think he'll win MVP. He might win MVP. But then again, you yeah. know, he got to deal with LeBron, so that's you know that's that's a tough. That's a tough pill to swallow against LeBron James, you know, not LeBron getting it. So yeah, I might have to. A, it's gonna be a good, uh, good competitive, competitive game. So uh, mm-hmm. look forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so you know, props to the Nets. You know, they they have the big three. Um, they're rumored to be uh, getting uh, what's his name again, Blake Griffin. Yeah, I mean Blake Griffin. You know he's 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 over the hill. You know he's not the dunker that he used to be. He's he's improved his you know his jump shooting, but um, you know he's he's not the same guy that he used to be. But the Nets are one of the the teams that are interested in him. If you were running the Nets, would you would you pursue him? Do you think the Nets should get him? Uh yeah, I think they should make a run at him. You know, they could uh, use more depth on their team. I think Lake Griffin would be a good addition, either him or Drummond, if they're able to you know trade for him and not you know give a, give away a lot of pieces. But uh, that actually looks you know less realistic than uh, getting Blake. Um, if you were, yeah, so yeah, that's basically like to recap. You said. If you were Sean Marks, the the Nets GM, you would you would go after him. You would go yeah. after um, Blake. Yeah. Okay, what about if you were, um, you know, Scott Perry? Would you would you go after him for the Knicks? Um, no, I would not. Knicks are in a different situation, you know. Mm-hmm. The Nets, you know, they're. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I mean they're better than the Knicks. You know, they have mm-hmm. more talent than the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And I think adding uh, Blake will just, you know, give them more depth to, you know, pursue that championship ring. Knicks right now, you know, they're still rebuilding right now. They have a lot of young guys. And right now they need to think for the future um, instead of win now, even though they are winning now. But, you know, they, they're still in, a, you know, rebuilding mode, you know, for the future. And I think if you can get a guy like Drummond on this team, you know, and along with him and some of these other guys, then you're building something special for a championship in the future. So I think Drummond would be the guy to go after, you know, uh, versus Blake Griffin. For both teams or... or uh, No, for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. The Knicks. The Nets, yeah. I mean, the, the Nets, the, the Blake Griffin would make sense, but not for the mm-hmm. Knicks. You know, right for the Knicks, you didn't want to get Drummond, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally different. I totally do. Uh, I totally agree with you on that because, yeah, Blake Griffin. You know, he's a you know he's a you know aging veteran. You know, he's a former All Star. You know, he he'll he'll definitely be motivated. You know, he'll be leaving the those that that you know that that piston team and he'll be moving to uh, you know a, a much better winning situation you know in Brooklyn i think he'll he'll re he'll, he'll um, re-energize them 
being in a you know in a playoff situation, you know, with the Nets, and with the Nets, there's not going to be pressure for him. Everybody knows he's not, you know, he's not the the same man he used to be in, with the Clippers. So, yeah, definitely, I definitely think uh, him leaving, you know, the ten and twenty six Pistons, you know, it's you know it's gonna it's gonna rejolt his um his his career. He's gonna he's gonna you know, he's definitely going to put all he got because this could be his last chance, chance of winning the, the title. You know, right now the, the Nets, they are trailing uh, the the 76ers by a half game. Uh, the 76ers are tw- 24 and 12, and the Nets are 24 and 13. And, uh, yeah, back to what you were saying, yeah, the, Net, the Knicks are in a, in a, re- a rebuilding situation. I mean, yeah, they are technically – Winning now, their 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 um their um their progress they're progressing a little bit ahead of schedule with this new regime. Obviously, the Knicks have been, with the exception of the what 2013 year, they've been in 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 basketball hell. This you know for 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 over 20 years, you know, except for that one year that I mentioned. I mean, they've been completely horrible, you know. So. You know, let's see what, what what's going to happen with the Knicks. I mean, right now the the Nets, you know, obviously the Nets they they got they have a strong chance. Obviously the the 76ers as well to um you know to um challenge the 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 you know the the Lakers in the finals. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, but um. Yeah, I mean it seems it's like the nineties. When you think about it, it's the nineties, you know, you got the, the Jazz, the Suns, the Lakers, um, you know, the Knicks. <laughs> I mean, these teams are are, you know, are are, you know, in the top of the the, the you know, the divisions, you know, in the NBA. Potentially yeah. have a shot to compete for the playoffs. Like so. the old the old days. Mhm. The only thing that's missing is uh and be on NBC theme song, you know. <laughs> yep. So yeah, man. Props to the to the to you know to the Knicks and the Nets, and let's see if they make some noise um, in this uh, NBA All Star game uh, tomorrow night. Go New York, go New York, go. Um, shifting gears, let's uh, talk baseball. Um, you know, uh, Luis Rojas admitted that. Uh, Basically, uh, Jacob Degrom is going to start, um, you know, the in the you know the regular season, which is no surprise there. There, no, nobody doubted that um, Degrom wasn't gonna was wasn't gonna start against uh, the the Nats. So yeah, basically, Degrom he's going to um, he's gonna start his third straight All Star game when. Uh, you know the the Nick, or rather the Mets battle the the Nationals on April first. So yeah, man, Op- opening day is is less than a month away. Yeah, look, uh, looking forward to it. You know, looking forward to the season starting already. Been without baseball for months now, so looking forward to uh, getting back to seeing how you know how the Yankees do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and if the Grom, 
God forbid if he, he gets hurt from now until April 1st, he will become the seventh Met to start at least three uh, opening day starts. Can you guess those uh, six men, Macaulay? Three opening day starts? Yeah, there's seven Mets. If he does it so far, if he if he if he starts opening day on April first, he'll be the seventh Met to start wow. at least three opening days for in his Met career. Wow. You know who the six are? Um, Dwight Gooden. Yep, Dwight Gooden is second all time with eight. Uh, Al Leiter. Al Leiter. Yep, Al Leiter is. Uh, Al Leiter has three. Um, uh, I'll give you a clue. There's one that's the most Tom obvious. Seaver? Yeah, there you go, Tom Seaver, man. Like, like I've been saying for many, many years, if there's a um, you know, a Met record, a positive Met record, you you say Tom Seaver, Tom Seaver, ninety-nine point nine nine percent of the time, you're gonna be right. So, yep. Tom Seaver leads leads the way with eleven opening day starts. Um, wow. Can't think of I can't think of anyone else on the map. All right. Um, I'll give you one because I don't I don't think you'll know this one. No offense. I mean you're you're very knowledgeable, but I don't think you would know this one. So I'll give you Bobby Jones. Um, he has three, and then these these other two guys, they were. Oh, what about well, I, oh, what about uh, Tom Glavin? There you go. Tom Glavin has four. And oh, one more. Johan Santana. There you go. Congratulations, you got you got most of them. You got all of them except for Bobby Jones. So okay. And what about Syndergaard? Right. You said Syndergaard already, right? Uh, Syndergaard he started before, but I don't remember. He might have started one or two. I can't remember. Oh, okay. But um yeah so so basically yeah here's the here's the, here's the recap Tom Seaver leads the way with 11 opening day starts uh Doc, Doc Gooden has 8 Glavin ties with Johan Santana for 3 and 4th all time with 4 opening day starts Bobby Jones has 3 and Al Leiter has 3 so um hopefully April 1st the Grom stays healthy. He will. He will join Bobby Jones. He will tie Bobby Jones and Al Leiter, um t- for having three opening day starts. And according to the Grom, he said every time I mention with those guys, it's an honor. Um, I go out there and try to have fun and compete at the best of my ability. The main thing is having fun playing this game. When you're mentioning with guys like that, it's truly a- an honor and something that I will not think too much about trying to keep things simple, but the more it's mentioned, the more you start to think about it. It's definitely a cool thing. So, uh, you know, congratulations to DeGrom. I mean, we all knew he, you know, he was going to start. So it's no, you know, it's not, you know, a big, you know, a a surprise that, you know, he, he got the, the, you know, the nod. So congrats to him. Congrats. He'll stay healthy. Oh uh, yeah, and today Mets, you know, they won spring training six to one. Um, the Grom he pitched well. I think he pitched two scoreless innings. Uh, Dom Smith he went he went deep. I think for the first time in the 
in the what you call it? What was I gonna say? In the you know, in the spring training. So hey, props to them. Hopefully the Mets can stay healthy and uh hopefully snap their long drop like my my Knicks. So we'll see hopefully eventually hopefully both teams will will finally snap that 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 horrible championship list streaks eventually. Oh, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh yeah, let's let's shift gears, move on to the to your Yankees that we, we briefly mentioned. Um yeah, the big news, um, you know, other than Bruce and Frazier going deep uh, earlier today, was uh, was uh, Boone, you know, Aaron Boone returning to the to the um, you know to the dugout um, after he um, he got his pacemaker. So, you know, you know, I thought some prayers, you know, for a speedy recovery and um, you know that he he's gonna be okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, what's your what's your thoughts on, you know, Boone? Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, you know, he's back, and uh, you know, he's surprisingly, you know, back after just three days after having that pacemaker inserted, uh, to you know address that low heart rate that he was diagnosed with. But um, yeah, you know, that was a very uh shocking news to hear that because you know he's not usually when you think of pacemakers you think of you know older people, you know, mm-hmm. people like, you know, in their elderly, you know, in the late se- in their seventies, eighties, uh, you know, but Boone is, you know, it's like 50, close to 50 years old, I think, or something like that. Under 50 years so. old. And, uh, yeah, he has a low heart rate. So that's, uh, you know, and that could be serious, dangerous if, you know, if it's not diagnosed. So I'm glad that, you know, his uh, doctors were able to catch that and, is able to have that pacemaker inserted to, to you know, to treat it. So, um, yeah, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, he can uh, remain healthy uh, for the rest of the year. And, you know, Yankees uh, will try to play hard for him, you know. So, um, but, yeah, all the best to him. You know, just glad to hear that he's back and he's, uh, he's, uh, he's in good shape right now. But, yeah, I mean, the, something like that, you – have to take it seriously, you know. There's a lot of people that go, you know, undiagnosed with heart issues. So I'm glad that he got that addressed. Yeah, um, you know, um, hopefully a, a speedy recovery for him. And uh, his birthday is coming up in uh, in three days, uh, March 9th. He's gonna he's gonna turn 48. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, congratulations to him. Yeah. You know, Aaron Boone is the 33rd manager in, in uh, Yankee history, so they're hoping 33 is the magic number for uh, 28. So Let's hope so. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, oh, yeah, uh, to recap earlier today's game, uh, the Yankees, you know, they lost uh, three to two, but obviously it's spring training, so that doesn't really matter. But the the bright spot about it is Tyone, he pitched well. Um, he pitched well in the game um, against his former team, the Pirates. Um, you know, he went two innings, uh, gave up just two hits, struck out four. And uh, Clint Frazier and um, 
what was I going to say? Cliff Frazier and Bruce, uh, Jay Bruce, they both went deep in the game, in the in the 3-2 loss. So, um, yeah, Yankees are, you know, going about their business, you know, doing their thing, hoping to stay healthy. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't take, uh, you know, I, I've told you this numerous times, I don't take spring training seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only to, you know, get a look at some of the guys in the minors who the Yankees might bring up later in the year. But, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't take it too seriously. You know, when the season starts, that's when, you know, I'll pay full attention to the baseball Absolutely. season. So I'm with you. It's only, like I've, like I've been saying for years on this show, uh, spring, training, spring training only matters for, um, you know, the young guys trying to make the team and uh, the veteran guys trying to make the team or yeah. stay on the team. Other than that, you know, the the stats are really meaningless. I mean, you, you yeah. just want, like in the last week of spring training, for that guys to get a little hot, get a little comfortable at the plate, stay healthy, so that they could be ready for, um, you know, the real when the when the real season starts, you know, or I should say the real season starts with the 29 other teams because, you know, the Yankees' regular season starts in October, but – you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, with the Yankees once uh, the season starts. But um, yeah, let's uh, move on. Um, yeah, I don't know if you heard about this. Um, NFL, basically. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, Mark Sanchez. Um, you know, he thinks that. Um, that maybe uh, Donald might need a change of scenery because the Jets, they had, they didn't, um, they never, um, you know, basically they're not committal about him, him staying. So, so, you know, as a result, you know, Mark, Mark Sanchez feels like, um, you know, it's not fair to Donald, you know, all this, you know, trade talk and controversy you know, he, he feels like, um, you know, um, that, you know, basically he's getting booed out of the stadium. It's not fair to the kid. I got to do something fast to get him out of there. And, I you know, definitely he's talking from, from personal experience because, um, yeah, Mark, the, the, the man formerly known as the Sanchez, you know, he was the talk of the town the first first two years of his uh you know, his, his NFL career with the Jets, you know, going to back-to-back AFC um, games, uh, you know, under Rex Ryan. And then afterwards, you know, the franchise went downhill ever since then. So, um, yeah, um, the, 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 the Jets, they have to, they have to make a decision and basically say whether or not they're, they're going to, they're going to keep them. Or, you know, trade them and, and uh, you know, take a shot at, um, you know, Zach Wilson with the number two pick from BYU because obviously we all know they're out of the, um, um, yeah, his, oh, shoot, his name, uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what the, the Jets are going to do with the number two pick. What do you think they should do? Well, I mean, 
if they have an opportunity to get a guy like Deshaun Watson to trade for him, and that in, involves trading away Darnold and maybe some draft picks and other players, you got to do it. I mean, Watson is, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And, you know, Darnold right now, I don't know if he if he's going to be, you know, the, the quarterback the Jets, you know, can rely on, you know, going forward. You know, he's a uh, – he definitely hasn't shown what he uh, – he hasn't played up to his potential, you know, the, these last couple of seasons, like what the Jets fans were expecting. So uh, Jets might have to, you know, go for that trade, you know, if that opportunity presents itself. I mean, if I was a GM, I would do it. I would trade Darnold, draft picks, and, you know, whatever I can trade away to get Watson to come over here. I mean, that's that's a player that, you know, you have to get your hands on if you have that opportunity. So, and a change of scenery might indeed help um, Darnold. You know, he might be playing better, might play better somewhere else. You know, maybe the uh, uh, line might in uh, New York is too big for him. I don't know. Mhm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I would like to keep Donald, you know, and improve the team around him. But if you have a chance to get a, De- uh, you know, Deshaun Watson or, or a Russell Wilson, even though Russell Wilson kind of down, he reportedly isn't interested to in coming to the to the Jets. They're they're reportedly not one of the the rumored four teams that he's going that he would be going to. Um, I think that the, I think that list includes maybe the. The, maybe the Bears or or Cowboys or something. I'd, ha- I'd have to double check what the what the rumored list is. Um, but um, yeah, if you have a chance to get one of those two guys, I mean, you definitely got to go for it. Yeah, you know. I mean, they just haven't won in fifty years, man, over fifty years. So I mean, you got to do what you got to do to to get yourself get yourself uh, that W. Yeah. So yeah, time will tell. Um, who you know what teams he's you know who they're gonna get, what they're gonna do. Um, yeah. Um, shifting gears. Yeah, man. Let's. Um. Yeah, should I go into a motion? You know what? Let me let me think. Um, let me let let's go into the big news. Let's let's just dive right into it. Why not? Um, yeah, the big news in wrestling is, of course, um, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, finally, after 16 years, he's finally in the, the record books as being the, the third ever, you know, black champion in, in WWE history. He finally beat the odds and finally fulfilled his destiny as, as being a world champion in WWE. Sure, he's won the ECW in the past. He's won the Intercontinental and the U.S. And most recently, he won the United States Championship um, again, but then he lost it at the um, Elimination Chamber pay-per-view event, which, uh, of course, led to him to attack uh, Drew McIntyre. And then, of course, Miz cashed in his money in the bank um, at the, at the, the aforementioned pay-per-view event. And then it set up this match on Monday Night Raw where basically that match 
or should I say that that those matches that 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 basically saved the Monday Night Raw. You know, I mean, basically, um, at nine o'clock they were supposed to have the match, but the Miz, you know, was saying like he had cramps, you know, and he didn't want to do the match. Then Bobby Lashley attacked them, you know, and said we're gonna have the match. So then, then you know, MVP was you know was criticizing you know management for not letting the match go down. So then afterwards, um, Adam Adam Pierce revealed that they're gonna fa- they're going to um, finally have the match at ten ten o'clock. Then, you know, Miz. As soon as the match started, the Miz ran away like the coward that he usually is and got counted out while, you know, running away with the title. So then they made the ultimatum, I think it was Shane this time, that if, you know, Miz tries to pull a stunt like that and he doesn't, you know, he does he tries to run away or tries not to defend the defend the title in the match, he's gonna he's gonna be stripped of the title and handed to Bobby Lashley. So yeah, from this point on, prior to that when he you know, when they had the um before they restarted the match when they had the match, when he was like attacked backstage, I'm like, man, they're not gonna do this match, man. This is they're gonna mess with us. So then they, they said, Okay, we're gonna do we're gonna restart the match. So I'm like, man, I don't know, this this seems kinda fishy. Because the ma- a match like this should be like the main event of Raw. So mm-hmm. then once he ran away, I'm like, yep, we're gonna have this match at Fastlane, you know. But sure enough, um, you know that's when they restarted the match, and then uh, then they revealed that there was gonna be a um, lumberjack. So I'm like, man, they they have to have this. They have to. Bobby Lashley has to win this, man. You can't. You can't like re- you can't have like this match restart like basically two official times basically three times and then you know they had the lumberjack and the whole time I'm thinking man probably Bobby probably Drew McIntyre is gonna attack him or or maybe even Brock Lesnar might attack him you know during the match and and then there's no disqualification well there'll there'll be a disqualification because what I wanted to hear was that there was a no disqualification there was no disqualification I'd be like okay. Fine. This this increases the chances of Bobby Lashley, you know, regaining the title. I mean, gaining the title. I mean, you know what I'm saying. So, uh, you know, Bobby Lashley just completely dominated him, put him in the uh, you know the hurt lock or the full Nelson, and Miz tapped out, and history was made. And like um, like the announcer, um, I think his name was Mike Rome, you know, he said. The the almighty era has begun, and you know he's 100 percent right. You know, congratulations to Bobby Lashley, congratulations to MVP. You know, motivating Bobby Lashley and the rest of the Hurt business with Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander's as as the tag team champions of Raw. And um, yeah, it's good, man. WWE they finally put title on him. You know, uh, uh, what's your thoughts? Yeah, man, it's a, it was about time, man. It was uh, years in the making, but uh, finally Lashley, you know, gets to hold up that WWE championship. You know, after all he's uh, been through, all the time he spent in professional wrestling, and yeah, man, this is his time to shine right now. And you know, now that he has that title, 
we have to see him go against Lesnar, that much-awaited dream match that all fans have been calling for. So mm-hmm. maybe that maybe that happens at WrestleMania. Maybe it happens at SummerSlam. But WWE has to make that happen, you know, for, you know, this to legitimize uh, Les, uh, Lashley's championship, you know, for imagine him going into against Lesnar and beating Lesnar. I mean, that would, you know, that would pretty much make his championship run official right there. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And here's, here's from WWE. Um, Lashley celebrating with the Hurt Business, um, uh, basically right after the, the victory on Monday, Monday Night Raw. So here's, here's, uh, MVP and, uh, you know, the Hurt Business, you know, sharing their thoughts on uh, Bobby Lashley's historic uh, WWE title win, 16 years in the making. We got you, huh? A lot of naysayers, a lot of disbelievers, but the only thing that matters, the only thing that matters, you believe in you. This moment from you, this is yours forever. Bobby Lashley and uh, the rest of the herb business. They're doing their thing. Yeah, congrats. You know, and uh we'll see what happens going forward, you know, who uh his opponents will be. You know, maybe we get a McIntyre versus Lashley at WrestleMania. Maybe we get a Lesnar versus Lashley. Or maybe a triple threat, Lashley, McIntyre and Lesnar at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I think that's the more likely scenario. I mean, definitely, I think uh, McIntyre is definitely going to fight Lesnar for sure. Um, even uh, Bobby Lashley kind of hinted that, um, you know, obviously he wants to fight Lesnar, but he knows that, the, you know, uh, McIntyre has been the man since, you know, pre-COVID last year. So 
he feels like that's the match that has to be done, but he definitely wants to have the Lesnar match go down. So I think definitely um, Lashley and McIntyre is definitely going to fight each other at WrestleMania. But who knows? Maybe those two guys might square off at Fastlane later this month. And then, you know, you have Lesnar battling out against uh, Lashley. You know, that's what I would do. If I was Vincent Mann, that's exactly what I would do. But, uh, you know, you definitely, you're definitely going to have Lesnar versus um, McIntyre, most likely, for sure. But, yeah, this is the perfect – I mean, even Lashley mentioned it, too. Like, he has something that Lesnar wants, you know. So, if he doesn't have if, – if we don't get the Lesnar match uh, this WrestleMania, come on, man. It's never going to happen. Just – just stick a fork in it and it's done, man. Like <laughs> we have a better chance of seeing Rock versus um, Shawn Michaels than than you know Bobby, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar if it doesn't go down at WrestleMania. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, come on. I agree. Or at the, or at the very minimum, the pay per view event afterwards, which I would assume it's Black Backlash. I would assume because they'd be shifting the the title, the the name of the pay per view events. You know, over the years, so I mean, yeah. it, at the worst case scenario, worst case scenario, it has to be the pay per view event after WrestleMania that we have this match. If it don't, if it doesn't happen by the the, the last pay per view event, the the next pay per view event at, at after WrestleMania, it's not it's not gonna happen. It's never it's never gonna happen. But WWE, they have this is this is their chance. Just like they messed up the moment with the, you know, they never gave us that moment with, with Rock and, and, um, and uh, you know, Shawn Michaels. They didn't give us Undertaker and Sting when they had the opportunity. They didn't give us uh, uh, Kurt Angle versus Daniel Bryan. Like, this is their opportunity. This is one of the last legit dream matches that never happened, that we have an opportunity to make it happen. WWE, do not mess this up. WWE, do not mess this up. You know what I'm saying? Because the only the only dream match that I could see happening in the future, maybe next year, would be Rock versus uh, Reigns. That's the that's the only that's the only realistic dream match I could foresee happening in the in the in the near future. And th- that match is not going to happen until until realistically at least next year. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, you know, hopefully by then the COVID will be, you know, will be, um, you know, hopefully eliminated or, you know, it's it's going to be in the back, the back, the, the rear view mirror, you know, as people try to, you know, rebuild, you know, from the horrible stuff that happened, uh, you know, within these, uh, you know, this calendar year or, or the past parts of two years, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we'll just, we'll just see what's going to happen with that. But again, congratulations to, um, you know, the, the, you know, the Hurt Business, Bobby Lashley, and, you know, we'll see what happens with that, man. But yeah, man, what, what other stuff happened on Raw other than them recapping you know, Randy Orton every week throwing up brown goo or whatever, blood or whatever the heck, whatever the heck is happening. Because basically, that whole feud is basically 
Randy Orton watching a recap of the recap of the recap of the recap of the recap of Alexa Bliss doing something weird to him, and he's puking. Like, what's going on in this field? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The only new thing they did was Randy Orton talked to himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they need to just have Randy Orton fight Alexa Bliss already. I mean, come on. At this rate, that's going to be the WrestleMania matchup. Yeah, have, have, have that happen, you know? No, nah, man, that... I do not want to see that match. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, nah, man. What? There's no point to this match. Like, what? and then he's gonna fight himself. Like, what the hell? What is going on in WWE? The Bray like, Wyatt mind games. <laughs> what is going on? He's <laughs> puking. Like, what the heck, man? This is so weird. Like, it's the mind games. Yeah. It's just. It's. What's the end game? Is Thanos gonna pop up? <laughs> he snap his finger and then he's gonna lose the match. Like, what's what's going on? Like, I don't get it. Like, this match is pointless. There's really no point to this match. Really no. I mean, there is no match. I mean, until Bray Wyatt returns, like yeah. whatever, however he's gonna return because this is insane. This thing is never ending. It's like, it's like the the um the Seth Rollins Buddy Murphy. Versus the Rey Mysterio thing, you know, feud that that never kept that kept going on and on and on, and it looks like now it's Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, and then now Buddy Murphy is, with, with his tail between his legs is volunteering that he'd help him. Like, what was the whole what was the whole battle with um with him versus Seth Rollins all about? Like, who in WWE was sleeping at the was sleeping you know at the wheel who thought this was a brilliant idea? Why would Buddy Murphy, after he he fought all those months to get to regain his freedom, to to fall in love with uh, what's her name, Aaliyah Mysterio, he, he got the respect of of the Mysterio family, which basically capped off that storyline with them defeating Seth Rollins, and then Seth Rollins went on paternity leave, you know, to um, hang out with. You know to take care of him and and Becky Lynch's uh you know child you know so it, it really made no sense for them to revisit that and make Buddy Murphy you know try to crawl back into Seth Rollins' good graces and then Seth Rollins turns them down like what was that all about? It makes as much sense as as um turning Tucker into a heel to 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 cause Miz to beat um, Otis uh, to, to get the money in the bank. And then months down the line, you turn Otis heel. And after Miz cries the money in the bank, like wasn't the point to take the title off Otis is because he was going to be a baby face for a long time and that they weren't going to take the title off, you know, Otis. Like what was the point of that? They should have just kept the title on Otis. And turn them heel, and then attack, and then he could have won the title. Like the only purpose that that Miz caused was that he was a transitional champion to to make um, Bobby Lashley win the title. Like it looks like WWE doesn't have a plan for what they're doing. It's like they're just at the seat of their pants. They're just winging it as they go. I know. That's exactly what it looks like. It's a joke. And is also, that, uh, why is Apollo Crews Nigerian now? <laughs> well, 
Well, apparently in real life he's really a Nigerian, according to him. It looks like, you know, that is he's really Nigerian, um, and he's going back to his roots. I mean, hey, I, you know, I, I'm digging it to be honest with you because yeah, no, the, gimmick, the gimmick is good. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but you know, just come, I'm just wondering like why they came up with that idea, but it makes sense now that he has a uh, you know Nigerian roots, but he also put on an accent now too. Mhm. Well, according to him, according to him, that's how he really sounds. You know. That's funny. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm looking here. Um, he he, what you call it? His his father is from is from Africa. Uh, I assume his mother is too, but I, I mean I don't know. But like he said, he is a legit African American. You know, and yeah, I'm digging the. I'm digging the I'm dig I'm digging the de- the the um the the gimmick change, you know. Um yeah, the the accent is off putting because I'm like, dude, is this your real accent or is your the other accent we've been accustomed to your real accent? It's like yeah, Kofi that's, Kingston. That's, yeah, know? exactly. It's a, yeah, you know? just like Kofi Kingston. You know, when he was Jamaican and then we find out he's really Nigerian. And he had that fake Jamaican accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, he should just stick with the accent we're accustomed to. Yeah. I understand. But because he's African American. Like, he's legit African American. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like he was born there. If he was born there, it's like the way how he's doing it, it's like, you know, my daddy's African, so I'm going to do a fake African accent. You know what I mean? Like, you you if you're born in, let me I'm gonna even do the research because if he's born from America, I mean you gonna have an American accent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to me, I, I don't know. I just the ac the gimmick the accent is like the only thing out that I'm not really feeling from the gimmick. But hey, if that's how he feels, it's gonna make him channel his you know this this gimmick. Hey, you know go for it. Yeah, you know it. Might lead to you know something bigger, you know, not confusion. Maybe WrestleMania, maybe he gets a big opportunity there. We'll see. So, yeah, um, it would be against, somewhat. It'd be against Big E though, for the yeah. United States title. That might happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think hundred percent that's what's gonna happen. Or they're gonna at least fight that fast lane first, yeah. I guess. Well, you still there? Yep, I'm I'm here. Oh, okay. there's a, some silence there. Yeah, he's he's born from uh um Sacramento, California. So like you said, he is a legit African American in okay. every sense of the word. Uh, you know, let's let's hope, you know, he uh this is the change that he needs to his Apollo Cruz character. So let's see what happens. And hey, he might even yeah, it, I guess maybe he's ditching the whole Paul Heyman thing because they were teasing like he was gonna be part of the 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 um you know Roman Reigns group or maybe that's something that they'll do down the line like if there's a Survivor Series and you know they need uh you know villains you know causing you know creating a an alliance that could be something they revisit in the future. Yeah. But now, yeah, now that you mention it, now that you remind me, now we're talking about Paul Heyman, you know, hopefully, you know, Paul Heyman will 
if Brock Lesnar returns, Paul Heyman will be ma- managing both the the um you know the the SmackDown Universal Champion and the challenger for the Raw uh, WWE Championship. You know, and then you'd have the epic the Mike Mike uh, you know Mike drops from Paul Heyman versus MVP as they both try to as they both hype up their you know their um you know legendary you know big men that they've been wrestling you know they've been um you know what you want to call it they've been uh, managing you know I, I, that would be that would be money yeah that would definitely that would definitely add to the mystique of Bobby Lashley and uh and Brock Lesnar finally facing each other, having both of those guys just promote the match. I mean, that that'd be epic. Yeah, we shall see. But um, shifting gears to uh, NXT, um, they had a um, they had a. Uh, what you want to call it? They had a, a a session, a therapy session with uh, the Way, which has the group of um, Johnny Gargano, his wife Candice LeRae, uh, Indy Hart- Hartwell, and um, uh, Austin Theory. You know, basically they were going to therapy so that Austin Theory can reveal what did Dexter Loomis do to him when he kidnapped him for for a few days, um, according to. Um, Austin Theory, he said that um, Dexter Loomis treated him well, even though, you know, the entire group is feuding with him, especially Johnny Gargano. So then basically at the end, because there was many multiple segments, uh, basically the, um, the, the therapist was saying that that um, Loomis secretly spoke to her and said that he, uh, you know, said that uh, you know, that Austin Theory, you know, was a horrible person to live with and all that stuff, and he kicked them out because he was horrible. But the the thing is, is that Dexter Loomis doesn't speak. He's like a, a stalker-type character who who stalks his prey and draws, them, draw, you know, draws photos of them and just, you know, stalks them. So basically afterwards, Austin Theory was, um, he ran out of the session and started crying, and basically, um, Johnny Gargano was started crying. After, yeah, he started crying because, because because the therapist said that Dexter Loomis said that he was a horrible person to live with. He, you know, he I guess his his abs aren't that great or something like that. And and then Austin Theory started running crying, and then it revealed that uh, Johnny Gargano, who was kicked out of the um, the therapy session, secretly paid the the um, the therapist to, uh, I guess, to break, um, to break Austin Theory. So I guess to get him back on track, I guess to, you know, attack Dexter Loomis. So we'll see what happens with that. Oh yeah. Another running thing that they've been doing on NXT was, um, Cameron got Cameron Grimes, <laughs> arguably my least favorite person in NXT. 
they they got him a they have him a new gimmick. Basically, he's like the new Ted DiBiase. Like last week, he um he did the basketball challenge. You, you remember the basketball challenge when he makes um you know you dribble the ball for for like ten times and it'll mm-hmm. give you money. So yeah. basically, the, the the running joke, which I admit was funny, it was like he kept trying to tell people to do the the the, the um the trick, and everybody knows about the trick. So he, you know, so then you know he's he's just trying to get trick random people, you know, about the the trick. But everybody knows about the the Ted DiBiase trick. So, you know, it was just a, a funny um it was a funny skit of him like. He, he's he's having like a mental feud with Ted DiBiase. Like I'm gonna get you, Ted DiBiase. <laughs> like he's just having like a feud of, of Ted DiBiase. I guess he think he could DiBiase Ted DiBiase. So then this week he um I'm trying to think what happened. Um, yeah, he was challenging. I think he was challenging people for money again too. I just can't remember. I, I know he had a match and uh, somebody I think helped them win. Uh, L.A. Knight, he he uh, he debuted. Um, yeah, he was a a, a wrestler, I think from from Impact Wrestling. Uh, let me see, what, what was his his name again? Uh, uh, let me see, what was his name uh, in? Uh, yeah, Eli Drake was his name in uh, in Impact Wrestling. So basically, he caught he he um, he helped him. Uh, Eli um, L.A. Knight helped. Uh, Cameron Grimes won that match. I can't even remember who it was against. It could have uh, was it against uh, Bronson Reed. I can't even remember who it was, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, he he did another skit. I just can't remember. But um, yeah, then I can't really think of anything else that happened on uh, NXT. So um, yeah, I'll just. Uh, move on to to AEW and uh, oh yeah, by oh yeah, I guess I, before I go to AEW, I should mention one more thing about uh, WWE SmackDown. Uh, Daniel Bryan he defeated um, he defeated Jey Uso, so he's going to be Daniel Bryan's going to be facing Roman Reigns at Fastlane for the for the uh, WWE Universal Title. Later this month. Yeah, that's uh, that's been something. That, uh, uh, repeat. That. I can't really hear you that well. That's been something that's been in the making. That match. Mhm. Looking forward to that. Yeah, that's gonna be a good match. I yeah. think I think that it should have went to Cesaro because I mean Daniel Bryan, you know he's, you know Daniel Bryan, he's you know he like he said he's had multiple um, opportunities. But um, yeah. I mean, this match is gonna be a good match for sure. Yeah, I think so. I think it's gonna be a good match. Yeah, like I mean, it should have went to to Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, might you never know? Uh, Cesaro will probably have an opportunity, you know, later later this year, maybe. Maybe, maybe whenever Roman Reigns is, you know, I guess ready to drop the title. Yeah. So. Yeah, basically, yeah, shifting gears to AEW. Um, well, I, should, well, I guess NXT, um, NXT, they're going to, looks like, um, uh, what's his name? Finn Balor is going to face 
um, Adam Cole, and he's gonna he's gonna defend the NXT title against Adam Cole. Uh, this this um, what was I gonna say? This uh, this uh, Wednesday night. But uh, yeah, back to now. Now we will really shift gears to AEW. And uh, AEW, uh, basically Big Show revealed that there's going to be a new star that's going to, a Hall of Fame type talent is going to come to um, AEW. And there's rumors um, at the Revolution pay-per-view event, it might be Kurt Angle, it might be CM Punk, even though CM Punk denies it, might be... Dave Bautista, um, which I doubt that. Um, and who would be the other person I'm trying to think? Okay, let me see. There's, there's, there's Angle, CM Punk, uh, Bautista, and who would be the other person uh, that that might be rumored? I can't even remember, but... Yeah, I think, I mean, CM Punk would have been the biggest star for them to get. Um, Batista, I don't think he's going there. Oh, yeah, yeah, Brock Lesnar was the other person that they were mentioning. Yeah, I don't see Brock Lesnar going going to AEW. I mean, he would really have to be a, a, a Lashley Dodger for him to go to AEW. I don't think AEW is going to spend all that money, the millions of dollars that WWE has been spinning on Brock Lesnar to to come. Yeah, I don't think AEW right now. You know, I don't think financially they be able to afford Brock Lesnar. Mhm. Shoot, I think Brock Lesnar has a better chance of signing with the LA Dodgers than <laughs> the AEW. I mean, they did get they did get another mercenary, so it's possible. Yeah. Oh yeah, think of that. Yo. Oh yeah, think of that story. Um, you know Rachel Luba. Um, and and um, I think she revealed that basically, uh, Trevor Bauer was supposed to um, you know, sign with the Mets after that whole memorabilia fiasco happened. And then at one point, Trevor Bauer was going to be like, you know, uh, screw this, I'm going to sign with the Mets because of the whole because of the 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 memorabilia thing happened. But mind you. He um he said he didn't know anything about this, this, this stuff. He was off social media the whole time. <laughs> but, you know, what can I say? These they just can't let the story go. Like move on. You guys signed. You guys signed with LA. Just, I still want to torture my fans. <laughs> like move on. Just take the L in August when we face you guys, mm-hmm. and move on. And, and then you know hopefully we'll we'll see both of you guys in the in the. NLCS, and you get the L again. Just like you guys have been getting it since 2000 and what? 2006 and 2015. And the only reason why the Dodgers beat the Mets in, in 88 is because of, um, what's his name? David Cohn was, was talking smack, and that, that ignited the Dodgers to, to whoop our butts. <laughs> so they need to know their role. Yes, historically, the Dodgers was our father. They're, they're the reason why the Mets have the the blue, the New York Giants is the reason why the Mets have orange, and together we have the orange and blue. But 
since then, the Mets have been the, the Dodgers' baddies. So they need to respect. And I, I, and I look forward to seeing the defending world champion, L.A. Dodgers, come to City Field and let them get their butt whooping, especially Roger Clemens Jr. Oops, I mean Trevor Bauer. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Now let's go back to this story because Dodger, this, uh, Bauer uh, <laughs> had a good. Uh, he he looked good in spring training today. Oh, he did. Oh, I don't know. I did. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, talking about that, uh, I saw hit ninety eight miles per hour. So uh, yeah, looking at the big year with the Dodgers this year. Well, good for him. Congratulations, and he got that big contract. Accept it, man. The dude was already complaining about the 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 L A Dodgers fans. You know they're harassing him, you know, like he, he can't, you know, where he, wherever he goes and all that stuff. But, dude, this is what you will sign up for. Yeah. Like, you didn't even throw a pitch in, you didn't even throw a pitch in opening day and you're complaining. Like, just just fall back and just and you're in L.A. Come on. Like, dude, act like he's pitching in Antarctica. Just have fun. Have fun in L.A. You're, you're, you're pitching for the defending world champions. Let it yeah. go. Let it go. Yeah. Yes, you, 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 you trolled the mess. It's over. You know, just just take it like a man when you face the Mets in in the in the in City Field, and hopefully in the postseason. That's it. That's all you could do. And he better not he better not throw throw a, a broken bat or a or or a, a pitch at somebody's head like like your boy Clemens. <laughs> That's all I have to say. So anyway, yeah, this was an impromptu impromptu rant. And no, no, the only thing Barrow will do is throw shade. What you said? The only thing Bauer will throw is shade. <laughs> exactly, and then he'll say he thought it was the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was another um, Bauer rant, Bauer rant number two. Um, but yeah, that was uh, impromptu. Let's get back to wrestling. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, back to AEW. So I I don't think uh, it's not gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be CM Punk, but that would be awesome. That would if it was CM Punk, that would be awesome. I think realistically it'll be Kurt Angle. What about you? Yeah, that's that's actually not a yeah. That's that's actually more realistic. I could see it, I could see it being Kurt Angle. That could happen. Oh yeah, I'm looking online too. Um, apparently, Kurt Angle released um, a new. A new um, a new video on social media, and basically it says uh, it shows him lacing up boots. Let me let me watch it here. Let me find out. Let me watch it right now live and see. Okay. See what's going on. Looks like they show a boot. I'm guessing he's lacing up the boot. It's definitely him because 
he released a video of, of him wearing different uniform outfits of his career. He's lacing up his boots, and the video says to be continued. Yeah, that's that basically that basically is about ninety nine percent that he that he might be the guy tomorrow. Wow. That's gonna be interesting to see, Kurt Angle. Wow, in AEW. But we're we're not hundred percent sure. We'll we'll find out later tonight if that's the case. Um, but yeah, back on the back on the what you gonna call it? Uh, the AEW pay per view event that's gonna go down. Uh, oh well, before I go into that, yeah. Um, AEW they had the match. They had the the two the two matches that we were looking forward to seeing. Uh, they um, what was I gonna say? Um, Shaq, Shaq defeat, Shaq defeated um, Shaq and um, what's her name again? Oh, man, I'm trying to remember her name. Um, I'm trying to remember her name quickly. Um, darn, what can I remember? Uh, yeah, Jade Cargill. Yeah, it just popped in my mind before I had a chance to look. Shaq and, and Jade Cargill defeated uh, Red Velvet and Cody Rhodes um, in the, the match to lead off uh, AEW. And, yeah, it was a really good match. Like, I, I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, I saw I saw highlights of it. Yeah, it was good, man. Shaq and did a good job. He did. He, apparently, you know, he did a powerbomb and he did a tribute to... Um, to uh, Brody Lee, and um, like yeah, the highlight, the hi- yeah, the highlight is um, the the um, the the you know Shaq going through the table, um, by um, you know Cody Rhodes, he did a dive that made um Shaq dive break up you know break two go through two tables, and then afterwards uh, Jade Cargill, um, she. You know, she um, delivered her finishing move on Red Velvet for the victory. So, and then, and then Shaq, Shaq got, um, you know, was gonna get taken to the hospital. And when they went back to the, to the, to the break, he was he was missing from the, to the from the from the what you call it from the the from the ambulance. And then that's when Big Show revealed the the um that there's gonna be a Hall of Fame talent coming. Um, which might tease maybe those two might finally fight each other, you know? Yeah, wow. I look forward to that. And then the second match was um, what was I gonna say? It was um, it was uh, FTR and uh, Tully Blanchard defeating uh, Lucha House, not Lucha House Party, Lucha. What's it called? The Lucha Jungle Express. So yeah, they defeated Jungle Express and uh Tully Blanchard he got the, the, the pinfall. And then uh, you know, his his old school manager, JJ Dillon, you know, from the Four Horsemen, uh, was, was managing them and they brought they brought out their old school um uh titles from you know, the NWA WCW days. Um and they got the victory. Um and then Arn Anderson, who was managing, who's who's the manager of Cody Rhodes, he came out and gave the Four Horsemen sign. Oh yeah, and another thing is, uh, there was a masked man who helped PR and um, and Cody Blanchard win, which was revealed to be uh, Sean Spears, who used to be Tyler 
no, uh, Ty Dillinger in WWE, who basically he was managed by, you know, he, he's been managed by, uh, you know, Tully Blanchard, but he, they haven't been, he hasn't been seen in a while. So they, so now they reveal that they, they made a four horsemen type group. And then, um, Austin, I mean, not Austin, Arn Anderson popped up and gave the, gave the, you know, the four horsemen, um, the four horsemen, you know, symbol. So that's basically what they're teasing is going to go down. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything else. Oh yeah. They did have the, um, the, uh, the finals of the, the women's tournament and, uh, I'm trying to remember who won that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember her her name. She defeated uh, she defeated uh, Nyla Rose uh, for the the champion the the championship. But let me let me. Uh, oh yes, yeah, so, of course. Um, let me see quickly who it is. Oh yeah, it's Ryo Muzanami. She she won the. She won the Japanese um, side of the tournament, and then she defeated Nyla Rose, who was the champion of the the American side of it. Because they had a tournament where they, where they had two tournaments. they had two sides of the tournament, the brackets. They had one, uh, you know, all Japanese and all um, American. So basically, Nyla Rose was the champion from the woman, the American woman side, and Rio. Um, Mizunami was the winner from the the Japanese side, and as a result, Royal Mizunami, she is going to face Hikiro Shida, her her um who she has a, a lot of history with from Japan, and try to win the the woman's title. So yeah, let's let's dive into the Revolution pay per view event. Um, hmm. Will Ryo Mishunami win it? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. Uh, I think Ryo Mizunami. I mean, you you made her win the 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 Queen of the Real Ring type of uh, tournament. I mean, you gotta you gotta cap it off. Unlike Asuka when she won the Royal Rumble a few years ago to Charlotte, which they're gonna have a rematch of that WrestleMania matchup. It looks like, but um, yeah. Then you have um, the Young Bucks, Matt and Matt and uh, Nick Jackson facing the Inner Circles, Chris Jericho and MJF for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Um, um, I guess I'm gonna pick Jericho and MJF because um, I mean they did attack. MJF's father, uh, I think it was either last week or, or this past week. Um, but yeah, I think Jericho and MJF they're gonna they're gonna win the title. Um, Team Taz, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks is going to um, is gonna face Darby Allen and Sting. I think Sting and Darby Allen will win that street fight, tag team street fight, which will be Sting's debut tonight. Uh, Hangman Adam Page versus Big Money Matt Hardy. Big Money match. So whoever wins this match receives the loser's 2021 first quarter earnings 
I think uh, Hangman Adam Page is going to win that one. Then you have Cody Rhodes, uh, you know, facing off against Scorpio Sky, Penta L Zero Miedo versus Lance Archer versus Max Caster, who was a few years ago played Bobby Lashley's sister in that horrible, uh, you know, storyline from a few years ago. But now he's a John Cena gimmick, and he's going. they're going against a, a person to be announced later tonight. Whoever wins this, will, this the, the match is called the Fate of the Revolution ladder match. And whoever wins this will have a future AEW TNT championship match, which currently um, Darby Allen is the champion right now of that. Uh, you got Kenny Omega versus John Moxley in an exploding barbed wire death match for the AEW title. Um, man, as much as I'd love to pick John Moxley to win this, um, I think Kenny Omega is going to retain that. Then you have uh, you have Miro and Kip, Kip Sabian versus the best friends Orange Cassidy and Chuck uh, Chuck Taylor. Um, I think Miro is going to win. Miro and Kip Sabian is going to win that one. And then you have a Casino Tag Team Royale, and whoever wins, whichever team wins that, is going to have a future AEW World Tag Team Championship match against either the Young Bucks or Jericho and MJF of the Inner Circle. So that will be, um, you know, that will that remains to be seen uh, who will be who will win that and face the champion of that. And then you have Riho and. Uh, Tenderosa versus Britt Baker, DMD, and Rebel. I think uh, I think Rio and Tenderosa will win that, but I guess you will have to find out later tonight when yeah, it goes down. Matches to look forward to. Yeah, sounds like that's going to be a good pay per view. Mm-hmm. And we'll find out who will make his debut. The Hall of Fame talent who will make his debut. Uh, at uh, AEW tomorrow, according to the Big Show. Oh well, actually he's going by Paul White because and he was wearing a shirt that says "No More BS." He's no more the Big Show, and I guess he, I guess he didn't like the direction that WWE was doing with his character. He felt he had a lot left, and I guess he felt WWE was putting him on the shelf and making him do these goofy stuff. So um, we'll see what happened with you know Paul White. So, you know, we'll see we'll see what happens with that, you know, in the future. Any any last words you'd like to say, Mac, before we head out? I guess Mac already head, head out because I don't hear anything. But um, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. Okay. Oh yeah. So yeah, basically, I was asking you. Uh, you have anything anything you'd like to say before we head out? No, no, everyone uh, enjoy the All-Star game later today. And, yeah, everyone out there, stay safe. And come back and and check out Sports or Religion every Saturdays at 11, only on Block Talk Radio. You heard the man. Uh, you know, check out the YouTube channel, Sports and Legend TV. And check out uh, Sports or the Legend next uh, Saturday at 10. I mean, at 11. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't yeah, don't come at ten because if you come at ten, you're just gonna be waiting an hour for the show to come on. So, yeah, come back, 
come back at uh at uh what you wanna call it? <laughs> Saturdays at eleven. Block Talk Radio. So I'm William Ramo, he's Macaulay Matthew, and I'll see you next time. Peace.